weird story about something that happened last week or what we thought about what That's happened in the guys newspaper. Are weird. We're weird people, <laughs> yeah. For reason. Yes. Yeah. But now we get to welcome Larry Sharp. Who just called you weird. Who no, just called me weird on, on a live podcast. Good. We're here. It's true. They are weird. Just saying. So, yes. I love it. What's going on, guys? How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am yeah. glad. I'm glad to be out here in Yates County. It's crazy, but I've been all over the place, as you know. This is my 15th or 16th stop, I think, in the in the state, trying to wow. rock and roll and cover the state again. Been doing it for four years. I care. It's why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to come on a podcast this size, I mean, you know that he's uh, he's willing to, to do anything. I mean, so, one this yeah. big. Oh, this big. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, one, big. one that's growing this yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the massive size of this podcast. I was intimidated. I was scared. Yeah, I'm I was sure. scared. I was. You've never done something yeah. like this before. So what I did is before I came, I, you know, I, I, I took a little bit of booze to calm my nerves. Okay. I thought I might do something crazy. Yeah. Then I got really sick and I threw up, but it's okay. So <laughs> now I'm fine. I'll be, I'll be fine. Don't worry. Just how, be, be kind to me, please. Yeah. How many times have you been to Yates County? Uh, this is probably the seventh time, give or take. I'm gonna wow. guess seven times. That's probably. A, where do you get the energy to do the full sharp? Caffeine. Caffeine. Yes, I I survive on caffeine and protein. I really. That's my up. life. I thought you said you were cutting back on coffee. I was, was, <laughs> was. Okay, so you're back on it. Back on it again, Good. brother. All back right. on it again. Me yes. too. Was. Cheers. Yes. Awesome. Yes. That's back in the day. Not anymore. All right. No other way to deal with it. So what are you guys upset about here in Yates County? It's a beautiful place. I can be upset. I don't care. I, I don't. I, I, I think we're what? pretty happy. We're pretty happy we, people. We got it pretty, pretty well here. That's actually. what I it's think. Beautiful. It's, it's such a beautiful, a beautiful place. place. Yeah. Beautiful people. Got Everybody's... wineries here and stuff and all kind of cool stuff. This is not a bad deal at all. No, no. Not a bad deal. No. So I guess if like the government would just leave you alone, you'd be pretty happy, huh? That uh, sounds pretty good. That, that's why people like me in this county. Yep. They're yep. like, Larry Sharp will leave us alone. I love this guy. So do, yes. you, do you know how many votes you got from the county? Does it break it down like that? It for does, you? but I don't remember. Out of the 62 okay. counties, I remember I did the best in all the counties. I think it was Steuben. Steuben, okay. And wow. I'm pretty sure I got about 9% in Steuben. Wow. And the worst I did was in the Bronx, where right. I got like a percent. I got the worst in the Bronx and the best in Steuben. And when it comes to individual precincts, I got some of my best results in the precincts in North Country. There were a couple of precincts where I got 27, 28% of the vote. Wow. And the yeah. reason is, I tell you all the time, showing up matters. Yeah. yeah. Right? The most, most people who are playing the candidate game or politician game don't want to go out and meet people. Because if you meet people, you have to actually answer questions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Right? You have to actually talk to people and figure out when they're mad. You have to get yelled at. Right? I get yelled at every trip. Really? Guaranteed. Every time oh, someone yells insane. at me, every trip, guaranteed I get yelled at. Someone's like, you people, you did, why don't you? But, uh, guaranteed I get yelled at every single time. You've got to be okay getting yelled at. You've got to also be okay answering tough questions. And people do, the thing that drives me crazy all the time is someone will say something like this. Well, Larry, what about county law 115? How about that? And I'm like, I don't know what your <laughs> you tell me what that's law. <laughs> how could I know what your county law is? Yes. Yeah, no. You right? want to know. All right. the time. Yeah. I get that. What about the tree on Main Street? What, what tree on Main Street? What are you talking about? <laughs> I got to deal with that too sometimes. But yeah. So. So I, uh, I've seen you on, you know, multiple podcasts and talking all kinds of things. Something I didn't, I've never really caught. Uh, so were you born and raised here in New York? Are you? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm born in Manhattan. Okay. Uh, raised a little kid in the Bronx as a teenager on Long Island. Then I left and went off to the Marine Corps for several years. I was gone for many years. And when I came back, I moved back to Long Island and then to Queens. Wow. Okay. So now I live in Queens. Nice. I've Queens. been in Queens about 20 years. Wow. So my youth, I was in the city. And now as an adult, most of my time has been in the city. 
Yeah. But I've also lived a little bit outside Long Island and also outside the country. I lived in Japan for a while. When I was in Marine Corps, I lived in, um, I lived in Virginia. Uh, I lived in California, lived in Oklahoma when I was traveling across the country and such. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very nice. So that the fusion, Phil was explaining to me. Is it fusion? Am I saying it right, mm -hmm. Phil? Yeah. Fusion. So it's Asian cuisine. That's beautiful. <laughs> fusion cuisine is amazing. So, so yes, it's Japanese, Mexican, <laughs> sushi tacos, the whole deal. Amazing. So running for libertarian and then Republican, you're back like you're is that like your secondary? Like if, if libertarian yeah. doesn't work, the is that how it works? No, the reality of it is how New York State works, and most states do not do this. This is very much special in New York State. You can be listed multiple times on the ballot, more than once, okay. right? Most of the time you get listed on one party. It's you, pick you or pick other person. That's how it works. New York State is different. If there are multiple parties you're on, you get listed each time on that party. So I'm a registered libertarian. Yep. I'd run a libertarian line. I get that no matter what. That's what I'm going to run on. But I can, if I want to, run in other primaries. I can run a Republican primary. I can run a Democratic primary. I can run other primaries if I want to. The way I do that is by they have to allow me to. I can't just go, I'm doing it. doesn't work. They have to allow me to. And if you give me what's called a Wilson Pakula, that's an actual document that we have in New York State that if you're not in New York State, you have no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. But in New York State, that document means, oh, we will let you run an hour in our party even though you're not one of us. For example, mm -hmm. Bernie does that. Bernie is independent, but mm -hmm. he runs the Democratic primary. So I thought about running the Democratic primary, but the problem is the Democrats in this state don't know me. Right, they just don't know me. Right. During the last yeah. election, they ignored me the entire time. So the people who are on their committees and stuff, they don't really know me very well. My name recognition among the Democrats is much lower than it is in the Republicans. Many Republicans know who I am. All of the, the party establishment know exactly who I am. All of them do. Uh, they went out of their way to smear me last time. So of course they did. know my name was writing it down in smear campaigns. They can't wait to let you in. Yeah. So um, there's three chunks of the Republican Party. Chunk number one, totally checked out. They're like, we can't win this state. It's over. I can't wait till I retire so I can leave New York State. It doesn't matter. There's a chunk of Republicans who just are checked out completely. It's a second chunk who go, we can't win against the Democrats, but if Larry Sharp runs, he can help us make a coalition against them. That part, they're happy to come my way, right? The people who are checked out, they might come my way because I can excite them. But then there's a third part, and they are the established Republicans who are like, nope, nope, get that guy out. We are just going to hold on to our establishment stuff no matter what. We're holding on. Who cares? We just want our cool government jobs. Those people are probably not going to vote for me. All right. Well, the young. So <clears throat> I'm running for county legislature Congrats. this year, and uh, I didn't. No one ran against me. Uh, so it's looking like I'll get in. But uh, as a Republican, but I've noticed <clears throat> a lot of the younger Republicans, even some Democrats, on my Facebook feed. You're pretty pretty popular with. Yep. So why do you why do you think it is like the you excite the younger people more? Is there? Yeah. Something one yeah. one reason is Joe Rogan. So the Joe Rogan that's is, a, that is, is a big reason. A lot of okay. them saw me on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan for me, um, while it wasn't that great for fundraising, mm -hmm. it was amazing for name recognition. Hmm. Right? Actually, Dave Rubin was better for fundraising. For fundraising, me being on Dave Rubin show, which is a much smaller show, still a large show, yeah. but much smaller than Dave mm -hmm. Rubin. The audience was much more open and had more money, and they, I mean, the, the donations flew in from Dave Rubin show. That was amazing. Wow. Um. Joe Rogan and donations didn't flow in, but oh my God, name recognition exploded. My YouTube page at that time was about 15,000 followers, give or take. Now it's about 35,000, something like that. It's 35,000, I think now. But it was like 15,000. It went over 20 in under a week. Wow. Just yeah. because of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan almost doubled my YouTube subscribers almost you know, in a week. It just about doubled them. It was insane. Right now, probably about a third of the people on my YouTube page who subscribed came from Joe Rogan. 
Wow. So my assumption is that's one big chunk, but it's a second chunk. I'm the only guy who actually has ideas. I'm not making that Pretty up. Good. That's yeah, reality. True. When people say, hey, Larry, how do you fix this? I tell them how you can fix it, right? And I also talk to them about things that they like, like cannabis. I don't go, let's make an office of cannabis management. I don't do that. I go, regulate like onions. Just take the regulations that now say whatever, onions or carrots. I don't care. You pick the vegetable. Whatever vegetable, peas, you pick. Scratch out peas, write cannabis, law done. That's what I want. If you like your dealer, you can keep your dealer. <laughs> That's what I would like us to do, right? If we do it that way, and the youth understand that, because particularly if you're in a city, urban area, you get your weed from a guy on a bicycle, right? If you're, I, in, I if, imagine so. If yeah. You're, imagine like you don't know. Like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> I got so. you. You're lying, so you don't know. Okay, imagine you don't know. so. Your friends telling you, right, yeah. right, right. Your friends told me. If you live, if you live in an urban area, you get your, you know, from some guy riding a bike, right? So why in the world would I want that guy to now lose his job? I have an idea. Make it legal enough to where you can just go down to the, you know, uh, online or go down to the t city hall, town hall, register as an LLC. Do your business, man. Yeah. Now just pay taxes. Now when somebody doesn't doesn't pay you, you don't have to get, you know, tough guy Joey to break his legs. You can sue him. Right, if someone yeah. steals your, your, your cannabis, you can call the cops. You yeah. don't have to all of a sudden decide it's time to put, put somebody down in the middle of the street. You can end street justice. You don't have to carry a firearm if you don't want to anymore. Wouldn't that be nice? Not that I'm against you carrying a firearm, but you shouldn't do it because you're afraid. That's a terrible reason they fire, to carry a firearm. So how about don't have to do that anymore? Yeah. Big difference. I mean, we ran. Uh, so <clears throat> that was one of my business ventures was thinking about getting a, a license to kind of start like growing it in the town I'm in. Quarter million dollars. Yeah, well, see, and then yes, that, yep. that was the problem was, you know, who, who has that kind of money I to tell just you put into it? Real so. estate people. This, the, the entire cannabis um, legislation is a gift to big real estate. Real estate now, since we've crushed the financial industry, is the largest lobbyist uh, industry in the, in the state. So it's, it's real estate. It used to be finance. But, but the problem is New York State's been so backward. We're so silly and so dumb as a, as a government. We didn't realize Back in the day, tech used to follow finance because tech needed money, so it would follow finance. Tech is so huge now. Finance follows tech. So finance has now gone to Austin. Finance has now gone to San Francisco. Finance isn't centered in New York City anymore. In fact, people know this on Wall Street. There's only one bank on Wall Street now. You can live on Wall Street. You can, just get, you can get an apartment on Wall Street. It's residential. Huh. Yeah. The only bank on Wall Street now is Deutsche Bank. Why? They own the building. So they haven't left. They own the building. Yeah. That's it. Everyone else is gone. So finance is no longer the biggest um, lobbyist group in New York State anymore. It's real estate. Yeah. Who's buying all the massive farms? Not farmers. Real estate. Yeah. They buy it, rent it out, make a killing, and then they're going to have the big farmer come in, a big farm come in, and big farmer, both of them come in, and now do cannabis. And other small farmers get hammered. But if you regulate it like carrots or onions or whatever, farmers could just grow it, and they could make a craft grow. Now, I have the example of this already. It's called a breweries. Tons of breweries around here, right? Yep. All craft brews because we deregulate breweries. Oh, what a crazy thing. All the wineries, all yeah. the craft wineries. Well, make craft grows for cannabis. Why not? Absolutely. Support some small business owners. That's what I've been talking yeah. about. But they don't want to hear it. Wanna, <laughs> it's a gift. And they're going to have a board, right? The management board will always <clears> be the same thing. Five people on the board, three um, appointed by the governor, two by legislature, one by the Senate, one by the Assembly. That's a common way they do things. Yeah. Why? So they can reward their cronies. 
Here's what I guarantee you. Someone's going to give you the Hochul, whoever the governor is, $40,000, because that's the number, by the way. 44 is the max, so you give $40,000. Here's $40,000 to your campaign. Oh, by the way, you're on the cannabis um, board. So I'm on the cannabis board. Well, once someone's on the cannabis board, who's going to come talk to me? If I don't really have, everybody knows somebody already, it's going to be some massive real estate company. Hey, Larry, we like you. You should be a consultant for us. I'm not joking. This actually happens. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be a consultant. How much is a consultancy? I don't know. How's a hundred thousand dollars a year? That's amazing. I like that idea. I'll be a consultant for a thousand dollars a year. Now I decide who gets licenses. They do. What a coincidence that is. Wow. Yeah. Happens okay. all the time. This, I is, did. this is what we talk Phil, about with Phil. pharmaceuticals. <laughs> yeah, this Phil is kind of we, brings this up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We talk about this all the time. You'd, uh, you'd be impressed with a letter he wrote to the village board here because they're trying to outlaw cannabis. Uh, and yeah. They had a hearing yeah. on whether or not we should prohibit uh, mm -hmm. smoking on streets, sidewalks, parks, playgrounds, etc. Uh, heavy zoning of um, dispensaries and basically anything else that anybody wanted us to make a law about. Well, the great part is if you if you outlaw dispensaries, no one will cross um, county lines and spend their money in another county. <laughs> They'll right. just sit here without cannabis. Yeah. Because what we know is if you outlaw cannabis, nobody smokes cannabis. We know that's true um, by absolutely nothing. That's absolute garbage. That's 100% not true in any way, yeah. shape, or form. They'll e you'll either just encourage a black market here in this county yeah. or people will spend money in other counties. That's lose-lose because you might actually do both, which is the worst. Right. 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 You'll encourage a black market here so you have more violence in your county and then people spend money in the other county. Wow, was that dumb. Yeah. That's a really bad idea. Very bad idea. Really bad idea. But that's what they're so. asking for. Yeah. Yes. And you end up with a big gray market as well. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. So, 100%. Yeah. So you're the most, this is funny, um, talking about Republicans running for governor. Yeah. Uh, as a libertarian, you're the most recognizable name running as Republican. Running in, right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Period. Right now. Yeah. Yes. So. True. I mean, that that's pretty, that's impressive. Yeah, I would well, say. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I to be full with you. I cross the state often. Right. I physically meet with a lot of people, right? I'm out talking to people, meeting people. And the other thing is I actually answer their questions. I'm very active online. Either me or one of my teammates will actually answer people online. Often we respond. I do my show, my shortway show almost every night. Not as much now, but I used to do it almost every night at 7 p.m. So people could come on. I answer comments. And I've been very active for four years. I mean, it's, it's four years doing this. So I think that's really the issue, right? I'm the other guys, they always do. They run and then go back to sleep. Wait four years and then go, I'm back now. Can you guys vote for me? Right. I have a red jersey or a blue jersey on because does that mean I get your vote? That's what they do. I actually try to earn the vote, which is silly, I guess, in a way. But in any case, I still do it, which means people actually know me. Yeah. I saw you on one podcast. You were talking about at one point you did 60 things in 30 days like 60 meetings yes. and like yeah you know it's uh i forget yeah. what the podcast is sorry to not call them out but uh i was, did over no. 300 events last time really yeah well wow. over 300 events and because of covid last year i had to do the full sharp in a short period of time and that's mm -hmm. what i was talking about i, I mm -hmm. went to all 62 counties in about five weeks wow i had to because uh, the covid lockdowns now i'm doing the full sharp again but it's in about three months Right. So it's easier. It's still tough. I get to skip every week. I get to skip every other weekend. Last time I did every single weekend. This today, this trip is a four day trip, four day trip, 12 counties. So, yes. It's a lot Jeez. of energy, a lot yes. of coffee. <laughs> a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. I hope, a lot of coffee. I hope your car is comfortable. That's what it is. A lot of coffee. Yeah.
lot of time in the car. <clears throat> I no, was... but when I'm in the car, I, I usually ask a volunteer to drive me. And I don't do that because I want someone to drive me. That's why I know I do it. I want volunteers to know I'm approachable. I want them to want to be able to be with me. Whenever I travel, if I go into the city or another, another town or another state, I often ask people to pick me up from the airport. Not because I'm being a jerk, because people often want to hang out with me in general because they know who I'm going to see me on. They see me on something and I'm like, oh, I want to hang out with that guy. So they get to sit in a car with me for 20 minutes, whatever, they take me someplace and we talk. So it's also the way to know what libertarians are thinking. I also get to know what, ad, what, what our actual you know, activists who are out there, what they're thinking. So it keeps me connected. So I'm always in different cars, right? You see the guy who's driving me now? Yeah. Um, he's two days. Tomorrow's a different person. They have a different person. So for three different people will drive me. Wow. So yes, that's on purpose. Yeah. Right. I want to do that. Keeps you so, going. It does. And it keeps other people still seeing me, knowing me, knowing who I am. And I get to hear a bunch of different, you know, ideas, which is even more important. Yeah. So interesting. That's my <laughs> car thing. But the forward thing is I have to actually keep um either Claritin or Zyrtec with me because I'm I'm allergic to cats. Oh, okay. <laughs> so sometimes people will have a car when they have a cat. Yeah. So I'll get in their car and I'm like, oh, I'll take another one. That's it. <laughs> so that, that's a thing you learn as you do that. In people's cars all the time, you learn to keep either Zyrtec or Claritin around you because people have cats. That's how it works. <clears throat> so when you're... You never thought I'd say that, did you? I knew that you probably want to talk about cats. You did think that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. I just... I gotcha. All right. Being okay. a weird guy in a basement thought... Cats. Be about cats. Yeah, yeah. Cats. we got to talk about cats. It's a cat place. It's a cat place. It is. It's got to be was, about cats. What I was going to ask about is our uh, Republican friends that mm -hmm. we're trying to convert and we're trying to talk them into um, supporting someone who's a libertarian and supporting some of our ideas. What they what, have to? What hits I'll home? I'll tell you what hits How home. Do you, they have to accept. They have to accept one thing and then see answers for that. The one they have to accept is. They're not going to win. And that's the hardest thing for Republicans to, to understand in this state. No, 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 we'll win because this guy's a good guy, whatever. Democrats are not going to vote for someone on the Republican line. Will they vote for me on the Libertarian line? Yes, they already did. That's proven. I've already shown that will happen. I got Democrats to vote for me. So Democrats will vote for me on the Libertarian line. They're not going to vote for a Republican. They just won't. They've been taught for 20 years Republicans are evil. Trump is evil. Orange man bad. They've been told this for for years now, they're not going to do it. And this state's three to one Democrats, Republican. Republicans have not won a statewide, a statewide, even locally, a statewide election in 20 years. And the state's getting bluer, not redder. All the red people are leaving the state. We've lost 2 million in the past 11 years. So they have to accept you're not Republicans. If you're hearing me, you're not going to win a statewide election. Please stop. Just stop. And Republican leadership, stop saying you're going to. You're lying. You know you're lying. You're grifting your own people. Please stop. You can win locally. And they do win locally all the time. You're not going to win a statewide election. Stop grifting your people. Just stop. That's why a third of your population has just given up because they know they can't win. So that's number one. Second thing. Okay, Larry, we're not going to win. What do we do? Pack up and move? That's an option. I wish you don't do that, but I understand if you do. Please don't. Instead. Vote for someone like me who can re-energize all non-Democrats, all of them, and even some Democrats. Even pulling Democrats more to the libertarian side, making Republicans more liberty, and building an actual third party. It's win-win-win. If you're a Democrat, wouldn't you like Democrats to actually be about civil liberties? They're supposed to be. They're not. 
But they're supposed to be. If you read what they talk about, it's civil liberties. Right. Well, where about civil liberties? Yeah. So if you have a stronger libertarian party, people will move the Democratic Party towards civil liberties. You'll get better Democrats if you support the Libertarian Party. Right. Yes? <laughs> right? If you're a Republican, Makes wouldn't sense. you like Republicans to actually be about less taxes and supporting small business? They're supposed to be. They're not, but they're supposed to be. Well, we are. Wouldn't you like Republicans to be more about lower taxes and supporting small businesses? Vote for Libertarian, and they'll be that way. But more importantly, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, or you don't care at all, wouldn't you like government to actually have policies that would work? That'd be nice, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something that'd that makes pretty sense. Helpful. When you only yeah. have two parties, you don't need to do that. All you do is say, other guy worse than me, number one. Or number two, what they're about to do right now, coming up here, is you redistrict and gerrymander so that the, the district is heavily blue or heavily red and none of it matters. You're, when you have a two-party system and you gerrymander, you are allowing the parties to pick their own voters, not the voters to pick their parties. Right? Yeah. You're allowing yeah. the parties to pick their own voters, and that's what they're doing. So why do they care about having a policy that works? You just go, I'm not the other guy. The Republican goes, I'll save you from the crazy socialists. And the Democrat goes, I'll, crazy, I'll save you from the crazy Republicans. <laughs> that's all they say. And you go, okay, I'm scared of those people. And you vote for that guy or gal, and nothing changes. Yeah. That's why this state is stagnant. Would you like the state to not be stagnant? If the answer is yes, vote Libertarian. That's the answer. You can accept that as true or not. You, the state has not been accepting that as true for 20 years. And look what's been happening. Yeah. I think the, the younger Republicans feel like they're underrepresented. That would be accurate. Uh, com completely. Because uh, yes. I think the ideals are changing in the party, especially my generation, you know, being in it, like a lot of the things that were hard stuck is that's not like marijuana is not bad. Like we're right. over it. We're, we're over all this stuff. We're over, you know, you know, women's rights and choice to choose. Like, I think young Republicans are all like, yeah, you know, let people choose what they want. So, right. uh, really underrepresented. That's why no, the, the Phil, young, Phil helps yes. me like with the libertarian. He's like, no, you're, you know, you lean this way a little bit. The I'm younger, like, okay. the younger Republicans so, tend to lean much more Liberty. Yeah. You're absolutely right. yeah. They lean much yeah. more Liberty than the older Republicans. Older Republicans do too, but not as much. Right? Yeah. By percentage, you're right. Younger libertarians tend to lean more um, liberty. In fact, the, the funny thing is the opposite is true of Democrats. Really? Yeah, older okay. Democrats tend to lean more liberty than younger ones do. Wow. Younger ones lean more oh, socialist. Yeah. So it's the reverse. Yeah. When it comes to Republicans, younger ones tend to lean more liberty. When it comes to Democrats, older ones tend to lean more liberty. Yeah. It's true. When I seen you on the Joe Rogan – sorry, Phil, I keep talking, but I'll let you in here. Uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast, mm -hmm. you know, it was funny to see – you really brought the the left leaning in Joe big time. Like yes. yeah, w watching that, I was like, "Well, Joe's really going like full Democrat socialism here." And <laughs> I, I was actually like, called one Democrat in that show. I did. Oh, was that, maybe that's what really. I but, him sorry, Joe. I yes. love you. Yes. You know, don't I get know. manners. But uh, anyways, yeah, I'm no, sure that... Joe's watching live right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's on. So Joe, I know you're on, brother. But that's I'm coming uh, back. I'm coming back. That was pretty interesting. Do you get that a lot? Do you do you pull that out of a, a, a lot of people? Like, do they really like get combative? Is that because one hundred percent? Yes. Yeah. You find you find people who really they they who they are comes out. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because if I it's very easy for me just to go if if I'm a Republican or if I'm a Democrat, right? If I'm a Democrat, I just go you Republicans do this, and they go, but you Democrats do that, and we yell at each other, and it's okay. If I'm a Republican, you Democrats do this, and we yell at each other, and it's okay. Yeah. But when I go. Don't you want this thing? They go, yeah, great. Here's a way to get there. And I'll give you an answer, um, both Republicans and Democrats. Here's a Democrat one. Democrats want big business to pay more for infrastructure. They do. They want them to pay a lot more. 
They want to tax the rich, blah, blah, blah. I said, I got an idea. How about we allow companies to sponsor naming rights, to lease naming rights to our infrastructure? Then they pay a, a big fee, which should pay for the maintenance of the infrastructure and also pay for some of our local roads and maybe even pay for some of our, um, you know, mass transit. That's terrible. Someone's name on the bridge. Yeah, but now they're paying. Right. You want them to pay. They can pay now. Yeah. See, I'm getting the big business to pay. You said you want them to pay. Here's a way that they will pay. You don't got to fight them. You don't got to yell at them. In fact, they'll compete to pay. They'll beg us to pay. They'll want to pay for other bridges too. You have the names and stuff. Oh, that's dystopian. That looks bad. And they go, really? okay. So to be clear, you would rather have a better looking bridge than support the working poor and middle class who cross that bridge every day. That's pretty genius. Yes. Yeah. And then they go, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, but you're evil, Larry. You're a libertarian. You're evil. You just like big business. I said, I'm uh, I'm getting big business to pay. And then it was this. Well, well, then they'll just raise more prices for us. I said, they won't. It's part of the marketing budget. These companies drop billions of dollars on marketing. They don't know where to market. I'll give you a spot. Go here instead. Facebook might get less, less money. Sorry, Facebook. They might get less money. <laughs> they oh. might. But it's okay. The bridge gets a bunch of money and prices don't go up because it's still part of the marketing budget. Right. But you see how they just want to be. But 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 Democrats right. But the right does it also. Right. right? When I talk about things like addiction, they're like, no, we got to arrest more people. And I said, well, okay, I, I got it. But if we had an actual rule where you could use cannabis products to where people wouldn't have to start using opioids, right? 80% of all addicts come from a prescription opioid. That's where they begin. What if there was a cannabis product to where so many people would choose cannabis versus choosing opioids, right? Some would still, for some people, opioids is the right answer. I'm not, I'm not anti-opioid, right? Depending on what you do in your life, sometimes that's the right answer for you. Painkillers do what's going to work for you. But right now, most people, that's all they get. Imagine if you had a cannabis option. Yeah, but then I said, so now we have an older person who's retired, who doesn't want to go on opioids because they're scared, but now they have chronic pain. But if they were able to say grow their cannabis product in their backyard and now sleep better and spend more time with their family and friends and have a better life, wouldn't you want that? But uh, so why do you hate old people? What do you got against old people? What do you got against poor elderly people? Why do you want to hurt them so much? I'm trying to help poor elderly people. Yeah. And you see the right goes, uh, but but it's not Republican, so no. <laughs> But notice all my policies. You hear me all the time. My policies are all about helping people. All my policies. So you can never get to, why do you hate these people? I'm literally helping them. Yeah. Right? I have four Sounds rules good. in all my policies. I bring it up often, but it's very important. I wish all libertarians would get this. Four rules. Number one, never have any new taxes, fines, or fees. Number one, any policy will never have anything new. Do I want to cut? Of course I do. But I'll take just nothing new. Number one, that's a rule. Nothing new. Second, no force. So is voluntary. I create a good incentive. I hope you do the thing to get the incentive. If you don't, that's fine. But here's a cool incentive. Please do the thing, right? So for example, I don't tell you to become a, a weed dealer, but I make it easy for you to be one. I make it easy for you to not be in the black market, right? An example I'll give you is taxation on, on cannabis. We're going to have massive taxation on cannabis. There okay. will be a black market. My team actually did a, did, a, um, did a study on this when I ran in 2018. And I said, I would accept up to 3% taxes on cannabis. That's it. No more than 3%. As far as I would go. They're like, why? Why? You want to tax the hell out of it. Then you have a black market. I don't want a black market. And what we found out is, as a general rule, 3% is about the highest the average person will spend without going to the black market. 
So if it costs a dollar in a black market, a dollar three in the store, most people go to the store. Once it's a dollar four, they start going. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but once it's a dollar fifteen, a dollar twenty, a dollar fifty, they're going to the black market, right? So I wanted none. That's why I said carrots or peas or something. But I would have taken carrots or peas plus two percent tax. I'd have taken that because two percent tax is a general rule. People don't go to the black market for that as a general rule. So I don't want a black market. Right. So I, but I do it voluntarily. My whole point is make it voluntary, right? Three. Whenever I'm helping people, I always focus on helping the working poor and the middle class. All my stuff focuses on helping them. Why? Why not the wealthy or the, or the very poor? The wealthy don't need me. They're wealthy. They don't need me. They're good. They'll be, they'll, be, they'll be fine. And the very poor are actually being hoverly held on by the government. The government makes sure the working poor, the, the very poor don't die, right? Just, just don't die. They, they do the, a decent job at making them not die. They have horrible existences, but they generally don't die. But who actually helps them? The working poor and middle class. Those are the people who donate. Those people who show up at the soup kitchens. They mm -hmm. do that. They're the ones who actually help. So if I support them, by default, I'm supporting and helping the very poor. That's why I help those two groups. And fourth, when it comes to business, always support entrepreneur class over corporate class. Entrepreneur class is local. Entrepreneur class helps the poor and people around them. Entrepreneur class gives people second chances. Opportun uh, um, entrepreneur class is a second chance for many people. Mm -hmm. And it allows people to go up and down the social ladder where corporate class cares only about bottom line and going public. Yeah. So I always focus on entrepreneur class. If you support the entrepreneur class, if you support the poor, the working poor and the middle class, you will have a better society. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> the entrepreneur class. I'm for that. Let's definitely go for that. Here so. we go. Entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Um, yes. Multiple business yeah. owner. Yeah. Well, uh, talking about that. One more thing. Uh, so <clears throat> dealing with uh, with something, something that got brought up. So the capital gains tax, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm moving businesses here and there a lot. But a lot of times all my money, everyone thinks that you got a lot of money because you own businesses. But a lot of your money comes from selling a business. Mm -hmm. You know, like you know, I haven't taken a paycheck out of my business in two years. I was just talking about that. People yeah. don't realize how many entrepreneurs that when entrepreneurs have employees, the employees make more money than they do. Way more. All the time. Oh, yeah. Constantly. I, I, I hand out more money to my waitresses a night than I've ever thought about bringing. So 100% happens all the time. Yeah. And people don't get it. Go, you business owners, you're mean. Yeah. They think business owner means corporate, corporatist. Mm -hmm. yeah. Corporatists are business owners. No. They're board members, right? They're offices. Of, I know I've been an office in a public company before. They're office in a public company. They get nice, big salaries. And it doesn't matter what happens. Right. It doesn't matter. The yeah. company can go under. They have golden parachutes. The company can collapse. The company can get bought, and they're fine. The entrepreneur, his company cla uh, collapses. He's finished. COVID. I know. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. know what it was like. Absolutely. <laughs> no one gave us any. Yes. We got no incentives. COVID so, lockdowns. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the lockdowns from COVID trashed small business entrepreneur class and totally hooked up all the big businesses. Hooked them up like there's no tomorrow. And we're like, well, we got to do something. We got to help them out. So let's write them some checks. That's not the answer. Big no. business already captured most of the market. Yeah. The damage has been done. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So the question there was, you know, and I'm, something I'm not well versed in. So the Libertarian Party, how do they feel about, you know, like the capital gains and, and the small, all those like small business taxes? Is that something that you guys would try to take? A, so you're capital not getting gains hit isn't so necessarily much? A, a small business tax. Right. Well, no, it's an everybody tax. It's an everybody right. tax. Yeah, right. Yeah. No. It is a small, but it's an yeah. everybody tax. Yeah. Um, I think if you look at most libertarians, they either want to reduce 
end taxes or flatten them. Most mm-hmm. libertarians want that to end or flatten. So that's what mo- I think most libertarians want. Okay. You're asking what libertarians want. That's what most libertarians yeah. want, either to end or flatten. Okay. Right. When it comes to me running in New York, I'm not going to deal with capital gains tax really. Right. <clears throat> but what I want to do is in the next four to six years, hopefully four years, end the state income tax. You end the state income tax, and you've just given every employer a raise without having given any of them a raise. Yes, hundred so, percent. So I'd like to end the state income tax. It will take time to do so. We're going to do three things to make that happen. One, we have to somehow um, come up with an actual coin or dollar or currency internally within New York State to pay for education. It'll come up with a fund of some type to pay for Medicaid, Medicare, and then negotiate the pensions out of the state budget. These are three very tough things that have to be done. But if we do all three of those, we can drop about $160 billion out of our budget, which is about $215 billion now. So we'll drop it to about $80 billion or so more towards what, what Florida is now. And Florida has a state income tax. So we can copy them and, and get rid of our state income tax. Wow. So it can be done. It's just challenging. Yeah. My, uh, I've been speaking with a few people trying to prepare for this and figure out what kinds of things that we should talk about. And some of the themes that came back were um, big money in politics, yep. big money in government. And obviously, it's a major issue at the federal level. Um, and just kind of wondering what your take is on how that is at the state level. Two things we should be doing when it comes to money in politics. Number one, we have to stop the idea that corporations are people. The idea that that our that our Supreme Court would say that is so insanely stupid. I just I can't imagine. Like they literally just said the sky is not blue. The sky is red because we've deemed it so. This is like, you know, two plus two is five. Why? Because the party says so. Right? The party, the, the state says that two plus two is five, therefore it's five. No, it's four. Corporations are not people. Mm-hmm. They are pieces of paper or numbers in the computer. That's what corporations are. If corporations are people, then you can't subpoena anything from a corporation. Why? It has Fifth Amendment rights. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, to, to tell you what it does that might incriminate itself. You can't get data, you can't get data from a from a company, then, right? It's got Fifth Amendment rights. If it's got First Amendment rights, it's got Fifth Amendment rights. That's a good point. Yeah. So that never means, thought of that. Yes. <laughs> so when the IRS says, give me the papers, I go, no, I'm like, my corporation is a person. I don't want to incriminate myself. You can't have anything. Right. So clearly they're not. They just did it for political reasons. So once you do that, now all of a sudden unions, now all of a sudden PACs can give all the money they want. I'm not against people giving money to politicians. I think it's a wonderful thing. I do. I w- please give me money. LarrySharp.com slash donate. <laughs> please give me money. I'm happy. If, if, if people give me money, I'm happy to do that. But here's the issue. Well, here's what I would like to do. Two things. One, end that idea. Corporations, entities, groups should not be able to give any money to any candidate ever. They can't vote, which, again, if they're people, they can vote, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. Most of them are Delaware citizens. So shouldn't they be voting in Delaware? Right? Yeah. So they're clearly not people because they're not voting, are they? They're not people. So in any case, they should get n- none of that, number one. Number two, total transparency. Total transparency. Anyone should be able to give anyone any amount of money they want your money, give whatever you want. And they go, but Larry, then people will be buying elections. If that's true, Bloomberg will be president. Yeah. If yeah. that's true, Bloomberg yeah. will be president. He spent the most money of anybody on that election. And when people saw it, it didn't taste good. And they didn't vote for him. Why? Because it was transparent. 
His transparency is what ended him, not his money. His transparency ended him. You go back years, you had Newt Gingrich back in, was it 2012, 2008, when he was like on his way to winning, whatever. I forgot what, I think it was 2012, I think it was. Was it? I forgot. He was, but he was, he was backed by one guy, a guy named Adelson, who recently passed away, gave him $10 million. Everybody knew. So what happened? They didn't vote for him. It didn't taste good. People don't like when one guy is pushing his agenda. They don't like when your politicians bought. They don't like that. We've seen it already. Mm-hmm. We've also All seen right. people spend a lot of money and still lose. It's not true. It's, an, it's a fear we use to say we want to regulate, regulate. The more you regulate, the more you hurt the little guy. Because the little guy doesn't know how to get past and get over all the hurdles. The big guy literally who gets millions has people who do that for him. Plus, now you have super PACs. Super PACs, they give money whatever they want. In fact, it's worse. You guys might not know this. A super PAC cannot or PAC cannot negotiate with an individual that they're going to support. So that means if, say, for example, people know my policies. If a PAC does a commercial saying, here's Larry Sharp's policies, they might get sued in a tax saying, you're coordinating with them. That's against the law. So what do PACs have to do? They can only do negative ads. That's really? why they do negative ads. Otherwise, they get sued. Okay. So they do is go, other guy, Eve one bad. This way, they're not coordinating with me. Why was that stupid? <laughs> That's our current mode. That's stupid. Instead, let it be open. Anyone can give any amount to anybody as long as it is totally transparent. Bloomberg wants to give me $10 million. Let him give me $10 million. But everyone will know I'm bought and sold by Bloomberg. And you can decide. Do I want someone bought and sold by Bloomberg? If you do, vote for me. If you don't, don't vote for me. But that's what actually happened. <laughs> Transparency and no, no groups can give money. Individuals give whatever they want to give. Who cares? Everyone knows who gives you the money. Everyone knows who you own by. But something else would happen. Some of those big money guys who are giving all the money, we'd know who they are. I would ask you, does anybody know who runs KKR? Do people even know what KKR is? It's a massive hedge fund. Of course you don't know that. <laughs> no. It's a massive hedge fund. KKR. No, yeah, of course KKR. you don't know that. Yes, of course you don't know if that. If Phil doesn't know, totally. KKR. it's not looking good. No one does. And that's a problem. And who's yeah. the CEO of Exxon? You don't know. Nobody I know, listening knows. I know Elon Musk. I know Correct. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yes. Who, by the way. And they're all putting money into PACs. Why are we PACs. giving them money? Hold on. We, we're all, they're all putting money into PACs and they're buying elections and we don't know. Right. That's my point. Mm-hmm. If obviously you look at it and go, who's Johnny Smith who gave this guy $20 million? Oh, that's the CEO of Exxon? Wait, the CEO of Exxon is giving this guy money? Change everything, wouldn't it? Would. Yeah, change everything. Would. I didn't even yes. know all this. Correct. I'm, I'm learning things right now. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm telling you. You want to fix wow. it? It's not more regulated. This is the most regulated we've ever had, and the most money is still in it. Mm-hmm. It hasn't worked. The opposite's happened. And who gets in trouble? Guys like me, because I now have to buy and 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 have accountants and lawyers to make sure I don't get screwed. And some third party Republicans and Democrats go out of their way to sue me because they can or suck up my money, which I don't have. So now I defend myself against something, and they just keep rocking and rolling. No corporations give any money. No entities. Transparency. We all win. It sounds fair. I know. I have an actual <laughs> answer, right? Fair. I have an actual yeah. answer. Yes. You know, I, I got to say, like the fact that you answer every question with three or four different scenarios is a uh, Pretty impressive. <laughs> I was also told you yeah. would dodge questions. They said, "Be careful how you ask this question because he'll he'll dodge them." Yeah. Like I've never heard Larry I've dodge a question. Never dodged no. a question. Ever. Never heard Larry yeah. dodge a question. Yeah, people sometimes no. think that when I don't give them the answer they want. Now, back on the on the corporations giving money and this and that, the 
amount of regulation that's being given to us by agencies that's yep. not even from elected officials and how those I was come just talking about. about that. Just talking about that. We have to end all those commissions, end all of those boards, all those things, right? The problem is, and I'll give you the idea with the issue with the CDC just recently, right? The CDC is now making law. That's wrong. Do I think the CDC should go away? No. Let the CDC exist. I don't have a problem with that. But the CDC should give recommendations to people that we vote for. And then the people we vote for decide if it's going to be a law or not. Then at least there's some repercussions. Mm -hmm. There's no repercussions. CDC says this. We're doing this. Does anyone know who runs CDC? Yeah, thank you. No one does. Exactly right. That's my point. Same issue. There's no repercussions. None. It's like a board, right? Yes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if we instead said, here's what the CDC recommends, now Congress or local assembly or state senators, you decide to make the law and decide if you're going to accept it or not. Right. And now we know who to get mad at if we if they give us a bad law. And now they're responsible. I didn't go, you know, I'm not responsible. It's the CDC. What could I do? I guess we just got to do it. They're not responsible. And they can tell you, I'm going to fight the CDC. They're not fighting the CDC. That's a total lie. They're not fighting. They're going to maybe do a terrible letter to some guy and say, see, I've been fighting. <laughs> you didn't do a thing. You didn't do a thing. So uh, <clears throat> something Phil's brought up, and I don't know if it's a Libertarian Party idea. What do you feel about uh, counties having having more say in their government? You know, like allowing allowing more freedoms in certain counties. Is that something that you'd, you'd like to Not see? Not certain counties, all counties. Oh, I mean, all counties. Sorry, yes. that's what I meant. Like all yeah. counties yes. being more self-governing. 100%. The less yeah. money, that, there's a thing that we don't understand. We hate corruption. I know we do. Everyone hates corruption, right? Everyone does. <clears throat> well, the more money you send to Albany, the more corruption there'll be. Why? Still same amount of money, right? Yes. But if I send, for example, as an, as an example, I'm going to send $50 billion to Albany every year. That's a that's a simple grift. I just got to send a couple of goons to bully a couple of people, and I get $50 billion. What a good deal. That's totally worth doing. But what if I didn't have $50 billion? What if there was, I don't know, a billion dollars in every individual county? That's 50 different sets of goons I got to send. <laughs> and then if one of them doesn't work, I don't I only get a billion. I was not $50 billion. That's not as valuable. A lot of goons, a lot of work, chance people to screw up. I might get caught. Do I really want to do that? I'm just not gonna. I create an environment where it's just harder to grift. Does it make sense? I want to make an environment where it's harder to grift. Will there be corruption and grifting? Of course, it's government. You'll never get rid of it. That's I've never promised to get rid of it, but I will absolutely promise to make less of it by making an environment. It's a whole lot easier. So the more money that stays locally, the less valuable the grift is. This way, there'll be less grifting. There'll still be grifting. There'll be less of it. The le the more money that's in in individual counties the harder it is and the less payoff you get. So there'll be less of it, just logically. So of course I want that, but something else. When the state makes a mistake, it crushes millions. When a county makes a mistake, it messes up several hundred thousand, depending on the county. Yates, about 30,000 in Yates, about no, right? Not much. Yeah, 25. 28,000. Yeah, we go. Yeah. Like yeah. So about 25, 30,000, not 30,000 people in Yates. So you can mess up 30,000 30, people. That's bad. It's not 18 million. Right. Not 18 million. It's 30,000. And now hopefully the other counties didn't do something bad. They're now available to help out Yates. Does it make sense? Totally. So of course I want that to happen. Of course, but it's even more of a piece of that. I mentioned this during our conversation today. The more money that's local, the more things local people can actually do. Many people have given up on local government. Why? 80 to 90% of your, your budget is mandated by the federal government. I mean, by the state government. 
You don't have any money. You can't fix your roads. There's no money in it. What if all of a sudden you can start your budget every year at zero? You've got to vote on everything. Right. You'd have a whole lot more power. You'd have yeah. more people showing up, more people doing things, yeah. and more responsible. Why didn't you vote to fix the roads? Well, now I didn't because there was no money. Because literally the state government took all our money. There was I physically had no money. That's your excuse now. What about when there is no excuse? Yeah. Less fix, people can complain, that's that, for sure. <laughs> fix our roads, man. Yeah. You had the cash. Right. And you didn't fix the roads. Yeah. Fix them. So, yes, more power at the local communities allows for more involvement in government, more people being held accountable, less corruption, and less grift. So, yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. Okay. No, that's pretty cool. Uh, the only thing I ever would be concerned with is being part of local small government is do you feel like those people are as qualified as, as Albany? And I know it sounds, but you know, some of these people are, you know, just your regular person, never even dealt with politics that gets into like, look, look at me, like running for a legislature. I mean, I'm a code enforcement officer okay. for a town. Whether you so. like Trump or don't like Trump, yeah. he was president. He had no experience, right? Yeah. Whether you liked Obama or didn't like Obama, he had no experience. So it happens at every level. Okay. Yeah. Remember politics is a, is a, is a popularity contest. Right. If you're a Republican, you're happy your guy got in. If you're if you Trump got in. If you're a Democrat, you're happy Obama got in. Both of them had no real experience. Right? I think Obama was what a two-year state senator or something like that, whatever. Yeah, but no yeah. executive experience. Trump had no political experience. But right. both of them won. That's true. Well, you're yeah. Democrat or Republican, you got you got your people in. Yeah. So people get in with no experience. Happens all the time. So what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, not I guess not much when you break it down. I guess I don't really break it down what's like that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't care, but there's something more important. If you're a local guy and you're running, if you're bad, it only affects you. Only affects your county. Right. When we have a bad president, it affects the entire world. It affects your county. Right. I hope you're not going to be bad at what you do. But people are going to be bad at what <laughs> they <too>. do. People <laughs> are, right? Yeah. Even if you're amazing, the next yeah. guy might be bad. People are just human beings. They make mistakes. They screw up. They fall into jobs they shouldn't have. It's what happens. But if it happens at a local level, only 30,000 people are affected. Bad, but we can fix that. What happens when 18 million are affected? Not good. Correct. Not good. Pretty impressive. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to go. Did I dodge that question? I'm not dodging Dodge, questions. Do dodging, dodging questions. Oh, dodging the questions. Absolutely. No, you're pretty pretty thorough on that stuff. Like now, there was there was was there. I saw a couple people asked a couple other questions. Did you get to all of them? That well, interesting. I actually, I was really interested in what you brought up about the profit sharing idea for uh, businesses when you announced on Friday. Um, you spoke a little bit about how, about co-ops and those kinds of things. And, mm -hmm. and that's something that um, seems to be a issue that is popping up lately. It is. A lot of Democrats are really concerned about the democratization of the workforce. And I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. Right. The problem is most Republicans don't even they hear it. They hear socialism and they run away and go evil and they hit it with a stick. Most Democrats, when they hear it, think, no, no, no but we're corporatists. That messes up a corporatist. We got a corporatist scheme going on. We actively care about workers, but only if they're in corporations that we can grift from. Mm -hmm. So neither side wants to deal with it. My point is what actual socialists today want. They're not going to get it from me or anybody else, but let me tell you what they actually want. They want us to nationalize all the banks. And then the government controls the banks and then decides who gets what money for what business. And when they decide that, it must be a worker co-op. That's the only kind of business that will ever be in America. That's what they want. They're not getting that. They're not getting it from Republicans for sure and not Democrats either. And not from me. But one thing I will give them, I'll give them an actual plan that will allow them to do it on their own voluntarily. 
voluntarily. If you want to open up a co-op, please do that. That's wonderful. As long as no one's fighting you, do it. As long as it's not forced, go ahead. I think it's a wonderful idea and it might work. And maybe co-ops are the best way to run a business. If so, we'll all see it. We'll all copy. I hope they're right, but we'll do it voluntarily. And how do we do this? Several things I mentioned. The first part of this is allowing what be very easy for counties to open up local credit unions, right? Local credit union is basically co-op banking. So what it basically is, co-op banking. You create insurance policies to assist them, which you don't have right now. We'll make some of those that will be authorized in our state, localized, community-based only within a county. We'll create some specialized insurance products that will assist them in opening up a credit union. Very easy to do it. Once that credit union is open, awesome. Now, when people get fired or lose their jobs or leave, they usually get some kind of unemployment. In New York State, it tends to be around excuse me, an average of about $13,000 over the course of six months, about what it uses in that area. Some people less than more, but around that area, $13,000. Okay. Can you find 20 people or more in your County who've lost their job? Great. I'll give you all the money up front. Over the front. I got to pay it anyway. Take it up front. And with whatever money I give you, I will authorize the, uh, the, the state to support the credit union supporting that same amount. So now you just got it doubled. Start a co-op. Federal co-op financed by the co-op bank. So the co-op bank finances co-ops. Then that credit union begins to finance co-ops throughout, throughout the county. Now, if it fails, they all fail. It was a bad idea. But the government doesn't lose any money. It's the same money I was going to give out anyway. Mm -hmm. It's right. fine. If it yeah. works, oh my God, the co-ops are awesome. And they'll do it. And I'll talk about it. Like I'm talking about it now. I'll talk about co-ops. Please try co-ops. It's great. But am I forcing someone to have a co-op? No. Am I nationalizing banks? No. Am I ending your business? No. But if co-ops are better and they beat you in the market, oh, well, guess you got beat. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm okay with that. Free business. Yeah, free it's free market, right? Yeah. If you get beat by co-ops, you get beat by co-ops. Maybe you should have been a co-op. Yeah. It's fine, whatever. I don't mind that at all. Oh, the right, the right businesses will adapt. You know, that's it. They'll adapt yeah. or they won't. But either way, the point is, as, as a government, I shouldn't be picking winners and losers. I should be supporting everyone to grow the way they want to grow. And some people want co-ops. Awesome. Do that. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, it makes, totally. yeah. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Uh, just one more thing I want to touch for this local area, because we have a lot of farmers, Mennonites, all that stuff. Something that you really never hear anyone talk about. Do you, is there anything you, I know that, you know, they struggle, especially, you know, you know, COVID, you know, everyone thought they weren't affected, but uh, we were driving down the down the street and you're just seeing like free milk signs and they were yep. like just dumping milk and, and throwing out produce because you know, they weren't selling as much as there. Do you got any, like, is there any ideas for farms anyways? hundred percent. I yeah. talk about farmers all the time. New York yeah. is a huge farming uh, state. Massive. Number one, I think for dairy, I think is Wisconsin. I think we're number two. Wow. I think that's right. Oh, number three, California's in there somewhere, but I think it's Wisconsin, us in California are some kind of mix or match. We're in that area. We're in the top, mm -hmm. we're in the top five for sure. I think we're in the top three. Um, but in any case, we do a lot of dairy farming and a lot of farming in general. A yeah. lot of them come out of New York State, right? The problem is most of the farms, people struggle. So I divvied up into two types, dairy farmers and non-dairy farmers. Because dairy farmers, for those who don't know, are price takers. The federal government basically buys their, their milk for whatever or doesn't buy and they're screwed. Yeah. Right? We have to do the same thing as about earlier. We have to encourage craft grows, craft everything. Why are we not treating all of our dairy farmers like small businesses in every way? Right now, if you're a farmer and you want to get a loan, what are you going to do? Put your farm up and get a loan. So now you wait 10 more years before you lose your farm and have no money now. Right. You can't pay your loan back. Or if you're like a small business, 
you can get investors. You can get an SBA loan. Way different. Way different. Right? Oh, yeah. And now you can now instead create a craft, a craft grow or a craft dairy product, craft ice cream, craft cheeses, craft yogurts, whatever. We try to, we try to get the, the Greek yogurt to come into New York State mm -hmm. when we had a bunch of dairy farmers already. That was dumb. Yeah. Allow it. There's an example of already. I've told you this. The breweries, the wineries. Yep. Copy it with the dairy farmers. Allow them. Now, here's the best part. This makes this allows a bunch of dairy farmers to stop being price takers and stop being price makers. Now, not every farmer will decide to do this. It's not, it's not forced, it's voluntary. A lot of farmers will decide, let me try this. As those farmers create craft cheeses, as they create craft ice creams and such, what will happen? There'll be less milk on the part on the market. If there's less milk in the market, the prices go up. That's kind of how it works. So those who decide to stay just doing milk will have higher milk prices. They'll be, still be price takers, but be taking higher prices. Those who are price makers make whatever they want. You add on top of that two more parts to this. Part number one, you, you also regulate them like small businesses. You don't punish them for starting a, you know, zoning for retail, zoning for wholesale, zoning for manufacturing. You don't do all that stuff. You let them. It's their land. You manufacturing? Make it. You want to make a wholesale? Make it. Retail? Just make it. It's your land. Why am I doing this to you? Leave your land alone. Do what you want with it. Now, all of a sudden, they get to make whatever they want. But the best part about that is not a family stays. In most farms, the family leaves. Hmm. They leave. You see it all the time. Right. Why? Never wants to work on a farm. But now, if your farm also has a marketing arm, an operations arm, accounting arm, well, the kids want to stay now because the kid doesn't want to be a farmer, but he likes being an accountant. She doesn't want to be a farmer, but she likes being a, a marketer. She stays and helps the family out. Your family stays. You just keep a family farm with a craft grow. You could actually do that. How do I know that? Wineries. Breweries, you see it now. It's an example we're already seeing. So right. you make that happen. But I go one step further. There's a there's a, a law right now in Wyoming, which I'm going to copy here. There's just only for farmers and for all small businesses. If you are a small business and you agree to include farmers to sell only in New York State, you should be immune from all reg, reg, uh, federal regulatory bodies. You're selling in New York State. Why? You're not crossing the state. Why should you be dealing with this stuff? So now if I want to be a local guy or gal who makes cool, you know, craft ice creams, and I'm going to sell them only in New York State. Sell them in New York State. Oh, good. But you decide one day, I'm going to go rule the world, and I'm going to go be the biggest ice cream. I'm going to beat up Ben and Jerry's. Awesome. You know that as soon as you get outside of New York State, you have a bunch of new rules to follow. So prep your business accordingly mm -hmm. or don't make that step. Mm -hmm. Whatever you feel. And, well, we have that with the – I own a distillery. So, I mean, same so thing. You know. It's like you can get a New York State license or yep. you can do a Class A license. And then the New York State license, it's, it's pretty much similar to that. You know, yep. you can only sell in New York State and you use New York State products and you pay a hell of a lot less yeah. money. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's a pretty good idea. Yes, but I wouldn't make so, the only New York State products. Yeah. Well, I would just make selling. Yeah. Well, there, selling there's a lot of things that could be changed. Yeah. So when you get there, you know, just yes. remember remember the distilleries. You know, 100%. Use a little <laughs> yes. help on that. Well, I'm not even a fan <laughs> of liquor licenses. I don't know why we have liquor licenses. Why would you have a liquor license? You would just... Even for like bars. Like Why do you require one? I'm serious. Regulation and money, I'm sure. You know, That's I'm sure my point, right? Yeah. The point people <laughs> yeah. will tell you all the time liquor license so that people don't sell the kids. It's still against the law to sell the kids. Right. License or not, it's against the law to sell kids. There's still going to be people out there doing sting operations to get you to sell the kids and, and collect their cash. That's still going to happen. But why do you need a license for that? You can still make sure you don't sell the kids without a license. The license is, is a money grab number one and control. How do we know this? COVID lockdown showed us this. Yep. People didn't put a mask on, took a liquor license. Why? What's it, what, what does it do with the liquor license? What does it do with selling the kids? I didn't put my mask on. Why is it my liquor license? Control.
There's no need for legal license at all. Does that need to exist? Why? For what reason? I mean, yeah. There's no reason for it. It's like Phil says, the marijuana. It's like, um, there's already laws about not smoking on schools. So why do we need to make another law? Correct. (laughs) I don't, I I still, look, I'm a libertarian. So I'm all about consenting adults. Yeah. Kids shouldn't be drinking. I got it. Don't sell the kids in bars. I got it. Still legal. But why do you need a license? Don't sell the kids. Save a lot of people a lot of money. Yes, absolutely. Don't sell kids. Done. It's pretty, uh, Pretty good idea. And simple. The SBA loan was, uh, that's great. I mean, I don't know if you, they took over when the pandemic hit, I have an SBA loan on this building. They paid for six months. They, Mm -hmm. they paid it, then just took it, knocked it off. Didn't make me pay for anything. Yes. Uh, the SBA is amazing. Imagine farmers having that. Yeah, it would have, that's my point. It would have changed everything, but we don't do that. Farmers just got, got punched in the face. Wow. So I did. Yes. So I gave awesome. you an answer. I didn't dodge a question yet. No, so far. No, I'm you haven't right? dodged. You haven't dodged. Not, man, not what done. can we get you to dodge? No, I don't no. think there's. Yes. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. This <laughs> is all pretty, I'm glad. pretty very good. Pretty. I'm quick. after run, guys. Yeah. No. Yes. Hey, just for a little transparency, when Larry sat down, he said that he had one rule, and there's no rules. So you tell me the last time you heard of a politician being wide open like that. That's so, true. I, I don't even know if you like being called a politician, but uh, you just want to insult me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Larry. Thought, thought we were bros. I guess not. We like you. Thanks, Larry. Can't wait to uh, have you as governor. There we go. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. Come fill your time. This pot's for all. From the finger lakes, join in the call. Learn something new about the Cuca Trail of State New York. Every episode of Tim. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. It's rare.